I'm hoping that we can develop a trust within this council where we can address these things as a body of seven. Is County Executive Page interested in bringing you into this process and, and having those kind of conversations you're calling for? Well, we have not had a conversation uh, in many months, and I was hoping that he would uh, reach out after the chair decision had been made. And uh, uh, let's just say that has not happened yet. So there has not been any one-on-one communication with you two? Not at all. This is St. Louis on the Air. I'm Sarah Fenske. Rita Heard Days was elected chair of the St. Louis County Council on January 15th, but it took seven weeks for her opponents to acknowledge that. Days got support from fellow North St. Louis County Democrat Shalonda Webb and the two Republicans on the council. But a rival faction held an election for chair before Webb was officially sworn in. They claimed that Democrat Lisa Clancy had already been reelected as chair. And with support from County Executive Sam Page, they filed a lawsuit seeking to block Councilwoman Days from assuming leadership of the body. A St. Louis County judge decided that lawsuit last week. He ruled that Rita Heard Days was, in fact, the duly elected chair of the council. And she joins us today to talk about how she got here and what she plans to do next. So, Council Chairwoman Days, thank you for joining us. Thank you, Sarah, for having me. This is uh, very exciting and uh, very unexpected. (laughs) Well, we're glad that we could have you, and I want to say congratulations on your election. But what a strange seven weeks. Did you think it would take that long for the county executive and his allies to concede that you were actually in charge of the council? I, I really had no idea that uh, this was uh, would take as long as it had. Uh, anyone who's ever been in any kind of governmental body understands that you have terms, and at the end of your term, you are no longer a part of that body. I didn't see why that was a very difficult uh, idea or concept to grasp, but it seemed that uh, that was uh, a difficult a decision for some. And so uh, but we had to go to the judge. Unfortunately, we had to go through the legal challenge of that. It cost a lot of money. It cost a lot of time. And, of course, it diverted us from doing some things that we really should be uh, thinking about in St. Louis County. Yeah, I mean, do you think this distracted people from doing what they needed to do with everything on the table right now? Well, I do think that it was somewhat of a distraction. Um, you know, I, I'm looking at the, the COVID response. I'm looking at the other issues in St. Louis County. We're dealing with uh, people who uh, need to get raises and, and can't get raises and, and all these other things that, that seem to, in my mind, to be a lot more important than you know going to court and uh, having a, a challenge, a legal challenge. So, but again, that was my decision. And of course, the four of us did not in, instigate this legal challenge, uh, as you mentioned earlier. It was Sam Page and his allies. So after the judge's ruling, you said you offered an olive branch to the other side. Did they accept? Well, I had one uh, one a colleague to call me and um, and extend uh, some kind of um, uh, effort to say, you know, I'm willing to work with you and move on. Actually, I did have two. Uh, and so I, I will take because I think the other one sent me a text message. I didn't read it until later. Hmm. But uh, two of them, yes, did reach out to me for that. So two of them, um, that leads another who didn't. May I ask, uh, is there going to be a problem? Who Who is this person who has yet to reach back for that olive branch? 
Well, um, that was unfortunately um, um, Ernie Trakis uh, from uh, South County, and uh, maybe he just hasn't gotten around to it yet. I'm not sure, but you know, again, that is that is on me to uh, uh, to approach and say, let's put this aside, let's move along, let's take care of the business of the citizens of St. Louis County. I'm willing to do that, and that's about the extent of what I can do. Uh, and so if you choose to join me in that, that's fine. But if you don't, that's that's really not a responsibility of mine. Hmm. So at the same time, you did lead a vote of no confidence in County Councilor Beth Orwick last night. She is the person who basically facilitated that lawsuit being filed against you and, and your leadership as the chairwoman. Um, what led you to this vote of no confidence? Well, I looked at the history of the uh, issues that we have faced and her reaction to many of those, most of the um, the opinions that she's rendered have just absolutely been wrong. And so, again, a person in that position is supposed to represent the seven of us, not just three and not just four. You're supposed to represent the council as a whole. And I don't think that that has been done well. Uh, I'm not sure if you're aware that several years ago, uh, there was some conflict with the council's office, and I believe um, um, we went to uh, the voters uh, so that the council could have its own legal challenges, uh, not challenges, its long legal uh, representation. Mm. And uh, and so the voters turned that down and said that we had, um, you know, a department that was going to do that. But I, I do see where now that that was um, that was in my mind an, an excellent opportunity so that you would have clear separation. Uh, of, of your duties and your responsibilities. and and But it didn't pass, and so hopefully, I don't know, maybe we'll go back and try to get that done again, but clearly it's a conflict of interest when you have, I mean, we couldn't even use uh, our county counselor because they were the ones that were suing us. So it was just, uh, it was just not a good, it's just not a good feeling or not, not a good policy, if you ask me. So. And I understand that she was also the county counselor who was in charge in sort of the, the final months of what happened in the Keith Wildhaber case, where the county lost a, a really big jury verdict on that. Did that also play a role in your thinking on, on no confidence here? Absolutely, because even in the in the resolution, uh, that was one of the things that was mentioned. Um, you know, you do that. Uh, and, and, and that's a lot of money for the, for the, um, for the, um, county to have to pay out. Uh, we had to bond for that. And when, uh, and then I was not here at the time, but subsequently I found out that, uh, the, the lawyers were very willing to settle for much, much less. And, uh, so it was her decision to move that forward in the way that she did. And of course, we lost. Hmm. And now we have to pay. So what would you like to see happen in light of this vote? Do you think Sam Page should be looking for a different county counselor? I think that as a, at a minimum. Uh, I, I think that uh, according to the charter, we're supposed to have a separate division in that office to represent us, to take care of the things that we need as a council. And, and I don't think that has happened. Uh, so we, we're left, we're left with, um, you know, at the, uh, at the, um, at the mercy of, of what her decisions are, even in terms of opinions that we've asked for, for, for different issues. And they have just not been, uh, what we needed at the time. So I don't know how he wants to handle that. And of course, he hires that person, which means, I guess, that you know, she would be loyal to him and what his uh, his wishes and his agenda is. 
So bigger picture, I think this coalition that you have as the chairwoman is very interesting. There's two black women and there's two fairly conservative Republicans. Do you see that as a governing majority going forward or do you see yourself as more naturally allied with some of your fellow Democrats, even if they opposed your chairwomanship? I don't feel that we have had that many uh, differences when you look at the history of how this council has operated with the seven of us currently there now. Uh, We have basic um, fundamental uh, issues that we disagree on. One would be choice. Uh, And so that really doesn't come into play a lot with St. Louis County. But if those issues come up, we know that there's a clear division. But as I mentioned to all of them, that we basically are on the same page when it comes to our constituents. We want to have good neighborhoods. We want to have good housing stock. We want to have uh, no uh, low, if any, crime at all. We want to live and be happy and be prosperous in St. Louis County. So I don't really think that has uh, a difference between Democrat and Republican. As I look at that picture, we all want the same things for our constituents. Hmm. Many Republicans have had a different take on COVID-19 restrictions. And I know that some of your colleagues there on the council who you've agreed with on some issues, they would like to see those restrictions paired back even further from the recent relaxation that the county executive announced. Uh, Would you support that? Well, I'd have to look at each issue because uh, I'm a mask person. I believe in in the, the, the science that I've been told about. Again, we have not been um, privileged to the kind of information that perhaps the county executive has had. And so that has been a point of contention as well. Give us the information and let us make some decisions. Let us share in the decision process. Hmm. And that has not happened. And so that creates a level of distrust, if you will, uh, for, for us in looking at how we move forward with, with, uh, with these uh, restrictions. And, and you know, what, uh, if, if I may cut in here, uh, what sort of information have you been looking for that you haven't been able to get from the county executive? We really haven't had any information. We asked for the science. What are you looking at that makes a determination? And one uh, constituent had the uh, I believe last evening had indicated some of the numbers that they were looking at and and the numbers have been going down consistently for months mm-hmm. but yet we still have you know pretty much the same restrictions in place I think last week he added something for the restaurants but actually having us as partners we're the legislative branch you're the executive branch let's see how we can work together to figure these things out he had and and one lady mentioned last evening that you know our numbers are not much different than St. Charles County numbers. Hmm. And yet we've had these kinds of restrictions in place uh, for almost a year now, and and the numbers don't look any differently. So so what is it that we did or did not do, um, you know, to affect the kinds of restrictions that we have, and yet we really don't have that appreciable uh, difference in the results? Hmm. So those are the kinds of things that, that we really want to look at. We don't really want to inconvenience our, our um, uh, constituents any more than we have to. We knew that we had to do something initially uh, to kind of, uh, you know, curb the, uh, the increase of COVID-19 cases. But at some point, bring us in and let us know so that we can help you tell the story. That's what we do. And so it's very difficult to tell a story 
or advocate a position when you really don't have the information. So now that it's very clear that you are the chair of this county council, um, is County Executive Page interested in bringing you into this process and, and having those kind of conversations you're calling for? Well, we have not had a conversation uh, in many months, and I was hoping that he would uh, reach out uh, with um, after the chair decision had been made. And uh, let's just say that has not happened yet. Hmm. So there has not been any one-on-one communication with you two? Not at all. Wow. I mean, is that going to make it hard to govern? Well, it's going to make it very difficult because we don't we don't know what it is that you're looking for. We don't know what you need from us. Uh, basically, it comes down as legislation, and then we have to, you know, kind of do research on our own for things like that. But I, I don't I don't see that that's a healthy relationship. Uh, I've I've served in the legislature for 16 years, and so I know how these things work. And uh, it's much better when you can coalesce around issues, uh, things of commonality. It's it's much easier when you can do that as a united front. And right now, I'm not sure that we have that. We're talking now to St. Louis County Council Chairwoman Rita Hurd-Days, um, whose election as chair had to be confirmed by a judge after a, a rival faction, including the county executive, uh, filed a lawsuit over it. Um, Chairwoman Days, one of the other issues going on here involves your former colleague on the council. That's Rochelle Walton Gray. She provided the vote that gave Lisa Clancy the majority that the court would rule then was not actually a majority, that you had the majority instead. But she was then pretty quickly appointed to an $89,000 a year job. I know you've taken some steps to try to cut funding from that budget and, and you know, see that that doesn't continue. At this point, um, is it fair to say that job is Rochelle Walton Gray's? There's nothing else the council can do about it. That is correct. We did make that, uh, that uh, try to make that cut uh, in the budget, and it wasn't for uh, it wasn't for PPE or vaccines or anything like that. Everyone knows that that was not the case because we're still uh, doing the vaccines. And I, I assume doing some testing. We don't even know that either. <laughs> uh, but clearly, if you could find, you know, a hundred and whatever thousand dollars, you know, for that job, then that was not part of a uh, of original budget that for your COVID monies uh, to pay for. So, you know, it, it, it really was, um, I, you know, I, I hate to say a pay to play uh, uh, opportunity there. Uh, she provided the, net, the vote and uh, and then she received the job. So I'm, I'm not sure how else to look at that. If there's another way to look at it, I'm open for that. But it just seems very suspect to me. Hmm. I want to talk about another issue that the county council and the county executive's office um, is dealing with right now, and that is police chief Mary Barton. She has certainly come under fire in her short tenure as chief. Um, First, there was the denial there was systemic racism in the department. She apologized for that. Um, Then it came to light her brother-in-law, who works for the police department, had used the N-word. He's now been fired. What would you like to see from the police board when it comes to the chief? Well, I don't know if that gentleman was actually fired or he was retired. That's a great uh, point. I, I apologize for misspeaking there. Well, I'm, I'm not sure either because uh, there was a communication that came out of a re- list of retirees and his name was on that. So I was led to believe that uh, he retired uh, with uh, with his full pension is, is my understanding. Mm-hmm. So I'm not sure what even the accountability is is there on, on that particular case. So you leave and then everything is, you know, uh, I guess that's the end of that. 
But I was very disappointed, very disappointed in, uh, in Chief Barton's statement, and she made that to the entire council. And, uh, you know, some of the council members at that particular time, I think she'd been there two weeks or so, and even some of the council members at the time said, well, I'm ready to do it for no confidence in her. I said, well, you know what, let's just step back and give her an opportunity uh, to rectify that statement because we know uh, that that was not true. And so uh, given that, we kind of waited a little while, and she actually did not uh, – apologize at that point and say that I misspoke. She actually doubled down on that, which was equally um, uh, troubling. Mm -hmm. Uh, Now, she's come out later uh, indicating that, um, you know, she feels that there are some issues. But this this is um, part and parcel to to, uh, having leadership that has not uh, does not understand what systemic racism actually is, number one. Or number two, if you do know what that is and you choose not to acknowledge it. I sent a very terse letter to all the members of the commission, and I, I mentioned that, and I mentioned the fact that if they did not feel uh, that they could address these issues, that perhaps they should step aside and let some other people address that. Because we as a council, we don't directly hire and fire the chief. That comes through the uh, police board. Mm-hmm. And so um, here recently, though, however, uh, I see that Judge Price has stepped down from that, uh, was not given a heads up on that, did not really see that coming. Hmm. But, uh, so it leaves, it begs the question, if someone else challenges the chief, you know, where will they be? So I, I think that we have some very, very serious conversations we need to have about the board, what their, what their responsibilities are, and how they are going to, uh, how they're actually going to address uh, the systemic racism that is permeating through the, the, the St. Louis County Police Department. And do you have confidence in Chief Barton to be the person to lead that department for now? Not really. No, I do not. So there's some big issues here. And as you say, the the police board is going to have to deal with this. You don't directly supervise that. But I'm curious, now that you are in charge of this, what do you see as your biggest goal going forward as chairwoman of this council? Well, again, I'm going to go through the systemic uh, racism issue. We have a lot of that happening in St. Louis County. I, I, I have not seen the number of lawsuits ever before uh, coming through the county, and all of them are based on discrimination, either racial discrimination, uh, 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 sexual discrimination, uh, all these kinds of things that are happening right now. I'm hoping that we can develop a trust within this council where we can address these things as a body of seven. Uh, and we need to look at all of because we can't afford the number of lawsuits that are coming down, and some of them are very egregious. And I'm, I'm looking at the Wild Haber case. We can't afford uh, judgments like that. We just cannot do that. We look at the budget. Uh, I was told uh, by our budget director that we have a self-insurance fund uh, that takes care of these. But I know that there is not enough money in the fund to do this. It was not enough for, for the Wild Haber case. Mm-hmm. And so we had to bond that out. But we can't continue to go down this road with ignoring the fact that people are being discriminated against. Uh, people are not comfortable in their jobs. And, and, and so we, we need to really address that as a whole, as a seven-member unit. Well, St. Louis County Council uh, Chairwoman Rita Heard Days, I want to wish you the best of luck in that mission, and I want to thank you for joining us today. Well, I do appreciate this opportunity, and thank you so much, Sarah. And you have a wonderful day and weekend.
Support comes from the Missouri Forest Products Association, providing more than 41,000 jobs in the production of wood pallets, railroad ties, white oak barrels, hardwood floors, and more. Details at ChooseWood.com.